and welcome to Biblio Chat. I'm your host, Forrest Robot. On this episode, I would like to dive into some specific examples of how colonized countries continue to grapple with the lingering effects of their colonial past. And it's interesting how these colonized countries who fell under the British Empire are dealing with the same problem, which is the loss of their cultural heritage. And this loss really stems from English replacing the native languages. As we've spoken about in the previous episodes through The Tempest and Ivanhoe, language is very important in the colonizer-colonized relationship, where the colonizer language becomes associated with education, government, and has a much higher status than the colonized language, which becomes relegated to an inferior language. So English is taught to students, is used in administration and commerce, resulting in the gradual loss of the native language. And with the loss of the native language, there's the permanent loss of the cultural history, the cultural identity of the native populations. So an example of this is Tak Pisin, which was a language that was spoken in Papua New Guinea, and English emerged in the region in the 1880s when the English invaded. And as English became the prestigious language, people stopped speaking the local language. And my source for this is an article titled, Is English a Killer Language? The Globalization of a Code. And it's written by several authors including Tanja Eckert, and she writes how the children recognize that their parents see English as a symbol of modernity and prestige. This mirrors the typical process of language death. People become ashamed of their own language and abandon it in favor of a more prestigious one. Eventually, they no longer pass on their native tongue to their children, so that the minority language is then effectively deserted by its speakers becoming appropriate for use in fewer and fewer contexts until it is entirely supplanted by the incoming language. And the authors go on to describe how Europeans established educational systems in classes spoken in the European language. By providing the indigenous people with an educational system, and so allowing them a certain amount of literacy, the colonists were in a position to spread their own cultural ideologies. Missions wanted to educate indigenous people in order to convert them, while governments wanted to train them to work in the service of Europeans. And so the central problem here is how students stop learning their native language and they learn the colonizer language. And this is how cultural identity slowly disappears. The article goes on to describe how students start to regard their language and themselves as being inferior to the dominant culture, and forthwith abandon it. A consequence of the loss of language is the loss of identity. It is through and by language that selfhoods are constructed, identities are forged, and social processes are enacted. In this case, it becomes clear that language suicide often is accompanied by a loss of identity. And I'd like to provide just one more example of colonization in language where Ngugi Wa Tiango, who is a novelist from Kenya, published a book titled Decolonizing the Mind. 
and he writes, The choice of language and the use to which language is put is central to a people's definition of themselves in relation to their natural and social environment. Indeed, in relation to the entire universe. Next episode, I would like to continue this conversation about colonization and language, where currently students in Africa are learning Chinese. Xi Jinping has invested heavily in Africa over the past decades, profiting from the many resources located in those regions. And I would like to look at how China's imperialist ambitions are affecting the local populations, the British Empire. Thank you for listening.